you're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Swinger, I am Mallory. You know, I just started this whole thing over just so I could hear you do that again. Okay. Well, well this is a, Mickey. <laughs> get a little closer. I'll do it in your ear. Ooh, you're going to do it? Girl, I like yeah. when you do it. Hey, this episode's called A Friend Like Me. Uh, not quite the same thing as that great song from the great Robin Williams in Aladdin, but more just that's episode is like looking for a friend like me. People that are lifestyle positive, sex positive, friendly. Like that's the whole object, and you know, down in, when we were in Austin, which we're going to talk about here in the intro, we met people that were like-minded and made new friends, and it was just like this is how it's supposed to be, and this is who I want our friends to be, and it just kind of harkened back to five years ago when we moved to Florida that I felt like maybe we should do an episode on it. Yeah, and we got into several discussions about like the the theories or I don't want to say policies, but people's perspective on you know f- you know being friendly in the li- lifestyle because we have run into people that don't necessarily. Um, look at lifestyle folks as friends as you would the vanilla side and and vice versa so it's it's an interesting um perspective yeah and it seemed like it was worth talking about so we're going to get into it here in a few but the question that we need to ask ourselves and the question that we're going to get into is why do lifestylers make such great friends why do we find ourselves spending more and more time with our lifestyle friends even in vanilla situations more so than our old vanilla friends. Yeah, we. I find myself craving it, so I'm excited to to have this dialogue with you. Yeah, and why do people eat Vegemite? I think we should probably why, cover that. Why the fuck would you ask me that? I don't know. You ate it. Ask Daryl. Yeah, we can ask Daryl why anybody eats that disgusting. You said shit. it to me to be charming, which it kind of kind of was at the time, actually. Yeah, that's it that's how I like scored with Mallory, folks. I sent her Vegemite. Yeah, literally, it's part of our origin story right there, and it smells like a bucket of fart. Yeah, it's just a it, nasty bucket of I ass. was very disturbed by that. But I can tell you right now, guys, if you want to nail a hot chick, send her Vegemite. No? I don't think that's good, good advice. No, no, probably not. Mm-mm. Well, hey, do you want to tell everybody about the Traveling Swingers Party? <laughs> so I saw that headline, Traveling Swingers. I automatically went to Traveling Wilburys, and then I went down like this K-hole of music in my head. So I'm going to throw this out there. Anyone who can name the members of the Traveling Wilburys will get, and then you have to be the first person to do it, will get a picture of my new tits. In their okay, DMs. so where are they supposed to send you the original members of the Traveling Wilburys in order to get a picture of your titties? Um, they can send that to podcast.casualswinger.com. All right. Or DM us on Twitter. All right, so either on Twitter or to podcast at casualstory.com, you get a picture of Mallory's new boobs, if you can tell her who the original members are, the only members, actually, because they're all fucking dead, of the Traveling Wilburys. Okay, sorry. That made me giggle. Jesus Christ, you and your music. (laughs) Anyway, we went on down to Austin to see Jay and Angie. You guys know those folks as the average swingers for their annual Austin bar crawl, and it also happened to be... Angie's birthday. Oh my gosh, I love that woman. I love the both of them so much. That was a, a great week, and I think one of the biggest highlights is um, I love that Jay 
recorded it for one. Oh, ass, that was so cool. Ass naked. Of uh, course, yeah, we walked in the door and he was brand, naked as fuck. Yeah. On brand for them. Um, and her, just the look of surprise and the excitement was so touching. It really was. <laughs> I mean, she jumped up and down. Like, I didn't know she had that kind of vertical, honestly. It was impressive. Are you kidding me? That bitch works out. No shit. Yeah, like, she, she does. She can do it. Like, her sumo squats were on point. She yes. boing, yeah. like, way up in the air. But, yeah. you know, we went down to Austin, which is one of our favorite cities in Texas, just because it's so fucking strange. It's just such a super fun city, though. I like it. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get when yeah. you go there. You might get and a bum on the corner. You might get a musician. <laughs> and I didn't know we were going to go to daycare at midnight. Oh, my which God. Which interesting. We went to Rainy Street, which Rainy Street is a really interesting, eclectic kind of off-sixth gathering of just weird bars like Container Bar and there's a Garage Bar. And garage Mahal, yeah. right. And, you know, Ange was saying that, you know, this used to be like the hip and up and coming. And it's like where the old people the, went. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's where like the locals started to like congregate and whatnot because 6th Street was so overpopulated and run, run by you know, tourists, and it kind of seems maybe like oh, that flipped. There's no question about bit. it. It flipped because we went to the daycare, aka Rainy oh Street. Oh my god! I and the lines <laughs> were just miles long. Everybody was literally like tits to shoulder blades. There were so many people in those bars. I've never wanted Botox so bad in my life. I felt fucking old, oh, so old. I felt utterly ancient. Like and I'm standing at the bar, buying everybody around, and. I'm looking around and all I see is children and, I I see, and people are saying to me, pardon me, sir. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you did not just call me, sir. And we're not, we're not, you know. We're not we're that not, fucking old. No, and, oh, but I did find rough. myself going, gosh, is he or she old enough to be out here? Right? And I had a great time. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we, we went out, we well, danced. This we was drank. the night before yeah. the bar crawl, by the way. This is not where the bar crawl was. The bar crawl was not on Rainy Street. But I can tell you that night we ended up going over to Coyote Ugly on 6th Street because there were some people in there and some fun shit going on in the bar because it's Coyote Ugly. But holy crap, 6th Street was dead on and a Friday that, night. Like yeah. dead, dead, dead. They still had it blocked off, but there was no one in the streets. Yeah, it was very strange because they didn't do that for Rainy Street. So No, we almost yeah. got run over like three times. Yeah, but I mean, I Slowly. did notice... A six, um, from the perspective, because I mean, six is a well-known street in Austin. Like it's like their version of Bourbon Street, yeah, in in New Orleans. So, but I did notice that it's it's looking a little downtrodden. A little well, bit. and uh, maybe that's a COVID thing that could certainly be a contributing mm -hmm. factor because there certainly are some you know resurging mass mandates in Travis County and things like that. But you know, the thing that I noticed on Sixth Street as we were walking down, I didn't hear any live music. You know, I was actually, that was a point of note for me this trip because we, we're, we love music and so Austin Austin's is a music for. city, yeah. right? And we have, you know, a handful of cities that you and I would go to on a dime, no questions asked, just because of the music. And I was a little disappointed and maybe, maybe again, it's just a sign of the times and, you know, it, it's difficult, you know, yeah. given, you know, what's going on in the world right now to to have like music and that just kind of it kind of uh, bummed me out a little, a little though, bit because i was kind of hoping that i would stumble across my next new favorite red dirt artist while i was you know wandering down sixth street kind of hearkening back to wade bowen or Dude, something I, I i miss the troubadours that were <laughs> like on the the sidewalks i didn't yeah that's true i didn't yeah. even see we saw some of that in nashville but not in austin and we're used to seeing that in austin i mean yeah. hell in austin i'm used to seeing people playing in the airport yeah and there was none of none that none of that but anyway, so Jay was naked. We surprised Angie for her birthday. Had a really good time. But really, the bar crawl was 
the real attraction. Yeah. And, and Jay and Angie, my God, what a fucking good job. They, they do an amazing job, and there's a reason why they're they're just fucking so so good at this kind of stuff. Um, and why people love and and respect what they do, you know, for this event is especially. And I had a, I had a great time. I yeah. everyone I saw was having a, a fantastic time. Well, I can say singing their praises. Oh, well, yeah, of course. I mean, and that kind of leads to what I was going to say, which is at this point, I can safely say, and I could have said this three years ago at this point, but if you don't love and respect Jay and Angie, there's something wrong with you because those guys are amazing. They're just friendly and, and social and kind, and they ask for nothing and they give everyone just the straight up shirts off their backs. They're yeah. just some of the kindest fucking people I've ever met in my life, and I just adore them. Uh, you know, when we got there, uh, we really didn't know what to expect, and this bar crawl just had so many highlights. But one of my favorites that I want to talk about before we really dig in any more on it is we got to hang out with some of our friends from PCAP that are attending the new PCAP Encore well, that's coming up in Dallas. Which, again, I think, fucking A, Kate, you're doing it again. Yes. I mean, yes, you, it, they're, everyone we ran into that is going to uh, the Encore uh, PCAP in Dallas in October is so effing excited and can't wait. Oh, they're coming unglued and they're so excited to do it in Dallas. And so the couple that we saw that we had actually met at the original PCAP is a casual toys customer as well. And that girl has Kixies in every style and every color. We need to pay that girl commission. Yes, we do. And they look amazing yeah. on her. And we actually Holy got to sit crap. and talk to them a little bit too, which was yes. really nice. I don't want to call them out by name, nope. but you guys know who you are if you sat and talked to us and we really enjoyed spending the time with them. I uh, just really can't say enough. But let's talk about the bars in the bar crawl yeah, a little bit. I, they were yeah, something. 100% because I love um, that the first two were um, LG, LGBTQ, right? Yeah, um, they're they're gay bars. So. They're the gay bars. And Highland is an amazing one. It's two levels with an open area dance floor right in the center. We had actually been there before with Jane Angie um, when we went to visit Austin previously. Remember when we got drunk in the castle and we did all that crazy shit with him? Oh, yeah. That, that was, was fun. The, yeah, that was the same bar we had been to. And the staff was amazing. Um, the people seemed to absolutely love that bar specifically because of the dance area and it was there were good places it's to three congregate. levels too like it's three got, yeah well you've been um, in the dungeon oh that's right i forgot there is a basement i yes. took i took somebody down to the basement to give him a tour oh did you yeah oh, you i dirty held her girl. hand and everything we won't but what happens in the basement stays in the basement oh, apparently. wink wink no i'm just well kidding. i gotta Nothing say I, I liked highland because first of all it's got that huge open two-story kind of yeah. courtyard dance or uh, dance floor in the middle and which is really neat. I like that it's just got a lot of different fun aspects to it, that dungeon in the basement. But I, what I have to say about Highland is the service is great. Every bartender there goes just out of their way to smile and be friendly to you. You know, and it's the only bartender's name I remember. I'm usually pretty good at that stuff. And But bless you, you got most of the drinks that evening. Um, but CC was absolutely fucking fantastic. So if you go to Highland in Austin, ask for CC. Yeah, she'll take good care of she'll you. She'll take amazing care of yeah, you. Yeah, it was uh it was really, really, really cool. And I I think everybody really got going at Highland, right? Because it's a dance bar, right? And then yeah, we went down the street. Music. Um, well, I mean, I guess that's a matter of perspective. It was music I like to dance to. Well, and I think it's, a, a, frankly, a, a probably music that the gay guys really love because, and it's definitely a gay bar, but it was like Whitney Houston and Lady Gaga and like... Keep and going. Madonna I was like, yep, uh-huh. Yes, that was It's too. basically all of my uncle's greatest hits. Yes, I loved <laughs> so, it. I mean, I think all we missed was Cyndi Lauper, but 
Uh, it's it just because we left. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was it was cool. That's their jam. It's just not my personal music jam. But I tell you what, they went nuts, and the girls were dancing their asses off, and it was just a great place to start this thing. I would wholeheartedly recommend checking out Highland. You don't have to be LGBT. As long as you're an ally, you're going to have a great time at Highland. Now, we went to another LGBT bar right after we left there. It was called Rain, which I had no idea. I didn't even see it. We walked right past it, and I didn't notice it. It was very unassuming from the outside. Oh, yeah. I guess their signage wasn't as yeah, predominant. But, like, inside, it was much bigger than I anticipated. Um, really cool layout. Huge dance floor. Oh, yeah. Absolutely huge. But it was also very crowded, so I didn't really get Well, it wasn't crowded, like, too bad when we first got there. But then once we got there, it was nuts. Yeah, that's true. Because we had, what, 200 people with us. But I got to tell you, the bartender, Bobby, was spot on. Like, he remembered my name. He remembered our drinks, right? And every time I went to the bar, he started singing, you know, Oh, Mickey, you're so fine, right? (laughs) I mean, every time we went to the bar. I love it. And uh, But he got our drinks right. And as a matter of fact, when I was standing in line behind other people, by the time I got to him, our drinks were ready. So when, when a bar is that crowded, when it's just assholes to armpits crowded, and dude, that's amazing service. It's amazing service. And the guy, that's the first time I've ever met that dude. Fantastic bartender. Their music was pumping. Uh, I, I mean, it was it was definitely a highlight, I think. It's, yeah. Definitely check out Rain as well. I kind of like Highland better because I had a little more room to breathe. Yeah, I think Rain's a little more hip. Yeah, Rain is sense. definitely the place to be. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Got they that, were at capacity. They had a counter at the door. Yep. They were letting people in as people left. Yeah, they had, yeah, they had actually four people counting. So, yeah. like... There was a incoming and outgoing, mm-hmm. and they had double to compare. Well, when our I, group, when I our group moved on, that line started moving because we took a hundred people out of the bar, yeah. so people were pretty happy <laughs> we left. I think, but yeah, and then we went to a cool little like lax place called Lost Lay. I yeah, think it was underground. We, yeah, I think we lost a lot of people to, to dancing, which yeah. was fine, and it was just a great way to kind of cap the night and go. Okay, you know, take a take a nightcap and yeah well at that point it's midnight close the deal or whatever yeah, close the deal i think there well there were a couple of people making out like at a table in the middle of the room but <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that the croatian girl <laughs> <laughs> she had the fuck me uh pasties on that was yeah really cool. no those were really cool but yeah there were titties out and oh my gosh yeah, it's it just a fucking we're crazy like, time it's like there's like smooth jazz in the background. well the titties came out at boobs. our table so let's get that point straight I, we had nothing to do with that no we just turned around and people sitting at our table had their tits out i was like well then it's gonna be that kind Wouldn't of party that'd be great like everywhere we traveled it's like oh and titties. here's titties right yeah i think that should be a thing yeah why not well i gotta say that regardless of which bar we went to the best feature about the average swinger bar crawls is the people like you can tell Jay and Angie have been doing this for 10 years. They're amazing hosts. I, every time I saw them, they were talking to someone else. They made sure that every single person that came to their event was just hosted that they knew where to find Jay and Angie. If they needed anything, it was awesome. I love that we were able to uh, connect with some new folks as well. I mean, you ran into that brand new couple, right? Just like in a, we well, we were out getting lunch. Oh, yeah. The day Shit, before. I forgot about that. Yeah, so we went to that hot dog joint, right, for lunch uh, the day of the bar crawl. 
and I went down. I don't remember the name of the hot dog joint. I know I had a hot dog. It used to be <laughs> fucking bar. It used to be like some like punk club or something. It looked like it. It had a gargoyle in there. <laughs> yes, I mean, maybe that's what I'm making the, the episode walls, art is the gargoyle. The walls are playing, painted black and there's this jukebox and it's playing again with jazz music. Oh, yeah. Like what? I, that's that it is was just strange. Like out of a jukebox. And but it looked like this is somewhere like, you know, like the Pixies would play. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway. Yeah, Rainbow Room, something like that. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah, very much so. But it's a hot dog burger joint. Bar. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, the food is pretty good. But I went downstairs looking for a fork because I didn't ha- I didn't want to eat the bun. So I wanted something to eat my hot dog with. So Did I'm you spell it right in your head? Because maybe when you put it out to the universe, fork got misinterpreted as a... Another Looking for F a word. good fuck? Yeah, well, turns out. Uh, so <laughs> I, know, I wave at you and you got this hot couple downstairs. I'm like, ooh. I, don't I, get I down know, there. right? I'm standing down there looking for a fork and I was wearing a casual toy shirt and the guy goes, I'm going to guess that is not a place to buy Legos. And I was like, you're 100% right. <laughs> oh, great <laughs> and line. I, and I turned around and then we just started talking and I you know, mentioned that we were there for the average swingers bar call and he goes, oh, you guys are swingers and i was like yeah i said you know we, we host a podcast as well and and told them who we were and uh it turns out that they were lifestyle they were there with a, another couple and a unicorn who were lifestyle all from uh, west texas and they were super cool uh i can actually no nah, i don't want to say what city they're from because you know that city is no, no, no. not exactly large in texas yeah, and don't i don't do want to put them out there but if you're listening, y'all, you know who you are. They were super nice. Um, screaming fucking hot, by the way. Yeah, delicious looking. Like stumbling over my words hot. And this is the best part, right? So we're standing there talking, and his wife comes over to introduce herself to me. And I'd like to think I'm pretty good at words. I, I, I'm. Oh, no, God, what did you do? And I, I usually am, but there oh, are man. times, for did whatever reason, where like smooth Mickey is not part of the organization Did you tell her she danced good it wasn't even that good i mean only four times as we're talking as a group did they tell me what part of texas they were from okay she comes over to talk to me personally shakes my hand looks me in the face words nope nothing i looked at her i was like so uh where are you from that's what i had oh way to go mickey you fucking dumbass you just ruined it (laughs) she looked at me like oh he's an idiot yeah, she may have thought you were simple. I think she does think I'm simple, Damn. and I'm not simple. I was just stumbling over my words because in the lifestyle, you just don't meet very many girls that are that outwardly pretty, and she was one of them. Uh, just yeah. an absolute smoke show. But the most important part is they were super cool, super sweet, super nice. We ended up talking about Wade Bowen and Randy Rogers because it ended up being some of their favorite acts. That's awesome. I, that's one of my favorite things to ask about people <laughs> that are from Texas, and I'm like, this is how I'm going to judge you forevermore. Are you a fan? That's right. If you're not a fan yeah. of Randy and Raid, then fuck you. But no, they totally that's were. That's not how we feel. No, not at all. But Cody Jinks, Parker McCollum, uh, you know, I mean, just you didn't, the whole list, right? You get on the list. They, Dude, do you know how many girls would do dirty, dirty shit to Parker right now? Oh, yeah, no. I, if you I follow don't care him, for if his anyone music, follow, girls do. Yeah, if you follow him on Twitter, like, there is, like, they're fucking thirsty for okay. him. And if you don't know who Parker McCollum is... Just Google him. Trust me. Well, same thing as Co Wetzel. He's like a dirty looking bar drunk. But girls go but crazy. No, for but him. Parker's hot. Oh, is he? <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. Oh, okay. But like, it's almost like how girls thought Vanilla Ice was hot back in the day. You'd have to go look and 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 see it for yourself. But he's actually a very very attractive man with a, a beautiful voice. And a, all right. Well, yeah. it sounds like you're one of his nut huggers too. Oh, I do dirty things to him, no doubt. 
I don't know that your qualifications are as high as the average person's, though. What do you mean? Well, you're you're a dirty swinger, right? People look at us and go. Oh, I think they have I'm more di- I'm more discriminatory when it comes to oh, who I have sex with. I know you're discriminate. I was fucking with you. Oh, okay. You didn't look like you had the joking thing going on with your face. Oh well, that's my face. I can't do anything. All about right. It. So what else we have going on? Well, anyway, all right. So we said bye to Jay and Angie, and I do want to point out that they hung around just to hang out with us for a little bit and take us to the airport. They- yeah, they literally drove. We just drove around in circles and got coffee. Yeah, we had an hour to kill, and they're like, "Fuck it, we're killing it right. in the truck." I, Went and got some coffee, yeah. and and just kind of hung out with them and got some hugs. Fucking love those guys. You know, you guys are gonna hear this because we're talking about you, and that's the only time you listen to our show. But we fucking love you, and thanks for doing that. Now, what else is new? As you asked, how about yeah. PCAP? They got a few rooms left, right? Yeah, I, I think they're gonna sell out here soon. So if you guys are looking to uh, join the event in October in Dallas. Uh, please visit podcastapalooza.com um, or follow your favorite folks on Twitter that are sharing their affiliate link or whatever's going on. But get your room soon if you're planning on going because it won't be uh, much time now. No, nah, I don't think so at all. And the Rascals November trip is still on despite no movement days in Jamaica. We'll keep you guys updated if you care. So check back here or follow www.visitjamaica.com for up-to-date information from the horse's mouth. Now, something else important that just happened today, the CDC moved Jamaica to what's considered level four. I don't really know exactly what level four means, except probably, you know, you'll see some sort of a State Department alert about not going there because COVID is so prevalent. I don't know that that's necessarily going to apply to the resilient quarter as much, but don't take my word for it. Check out visitjamaica.com. Yep, it's a it's a constant uh, evolving situation, and the level may or may not dictate any changes to their policies between the U.S. and the island and country of Jamaica for how you get in and out of the country. Yeah, pretty much. And if you got questions, yeah, you can always message us on podcast at Casual Swinger. Shoot us a message on Twitter, and we'll give you whatever the most current information we know happens to be. Now, something else about September that you guys may not know is happy birthday to Mallory Month. Yeah, it's coming. It's so coming. is Mallory. <laughs> I love birthday month. <laughs> you want birthday sex 30 days in a row. I in do. September. I do. It's just fuck me all month long. I do. I, I love it. But we're going to celebrate my dirty queen all month long on Casual Toys with a special discount code for you guys. It's Happy B-Day. All one word, Happy B-Day. Just because we wanted a reason to give you guys a sweet discount, Mallory was born, her parents were horny, they banged it out, and she was born in the great month of September. Yes, this is true. I was a honeymoon baby. Fun fact. Were you really? Your parents oh, yeah. were married? Yeah, they <laughs> barely. Yeah. <laughs> like, I counted backwards, and I was like, hmm, you guys barely made the cutoff, I'm just saying. Well, it wasn't I made, for lack of trying, I'm sure. Yeah, no. Apparently, yeah, no. Definitely not for lack of trying. <laughs> My parents That's were dirty. All right. Well, hey, what are we doing this weekend? This is probably worth talking about. Yeah, we're going We're going back uh, home for a few days. Old stomping grounds. Old stomping grounds. Uh, we got a baby shower, uh, vanilla event. Woohoo! Oh, I'm not going to be vanilla there. I'm just going to leave my dick out the whole oh, time so I'm not, throw me out. I'm totally getting a little swasted at a baby shower because I feel that that's fine. I think I should get tatered there. That'll make good sense. Yeah, man. Why not? But yeah, we're going up to get a little taste of fall back in the great state of Virginia. So we'll uh, go up and see some old people. And uh, I think the last thing before we really get into the meat of this episode with this long intro for you guys is uh, how about a slutty summer update there, Mallory? Yeah, I think slutty summer has hit a plateau. Kind of 
<laughs> dropped the ball a little bit, uh, like end of July, beginning of August, just got caught up in like day to day life. And I was like, oh, I should. And then I got my boobs. <laughs> so I've that been definitely threw a that through. Yeah, because I haven't been able like we've barely been able to have sex. And like when we do, we have to be very uh, intentional and strategic about it because we can't be bouncing the girls around. You know how yet. hard it is to bang somebody properly and not shake their tits. Right. I was this close to going to get duct taped the other night. Just to like just hold them down tape them bitches and fuck down. me. Oh, just fuck me. <laughs> well, this gentle lovin's. I mean, it's good, but not like I need a good fuck. <laughs> well, I think uh, maybe uh, since slutty summer was a complete bust, we'll just go for horny as fuck fall. What do you think? I'm in horny as fuck fall. Here we come. <laughs> get on the train, motherfucker. All right. Well, hey, let's get on with it. We'll be back in a flash with a friend like me right after Mallory reminds us and uh, all you sexy fucking friends out there how to find us. Mm-hmm. Well, we are Casual Swinger everywhere. You can find us at CasualSwinger.com. Feel free to shoot us a message at podcast at Casual Swinger. If you'd love us and like to say something nice, feel free to do that on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. All right, we are also located on social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, like us enough to maybe want to date us? Check out our dating profiles at Double Date Nation, SDCSLS, and Cassidy. Hot diggity damn, that'll do it. All right, folks, we'll be right back with a friend like me. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Swinger, I'm still Mickey. And I'm Mallory. So we're going to get into a friend like me. But before I do that, you might hear some clinking and clanging. And we're not going to talk about cocktails this episode. We're just going to tell you we're drinking Knob Creek 12-year, and it's fucking good. It is delicious. We haven't really been drinking much these days, which I actually enjoy. I feel better as a whole. Yeah. Right? It was just seemed like a good time. We're recording kind of out of sync. We're yeah. a day late. I have just like, crazy yeah. fucking work schedules. Got me stressed out. Yeah, you're down in Lauderdale for the next couple of days. So. Yeah, and then we turn right around and go to The Great Virginia. Vagina. The Great Vagina. Right? So anyway, <laughs> friend like me. So what's the impetus for this episode? So we moved to Florida about five years ago, we came from an area where I had effectively, I don't know, it's just a buttload of double-digit year, 10-year vanilla relationships. So many vanilla relationships. And it was wonderful. It really was. Oh, yeah, it's great. And I missed them very much. But I really want to kind of start out with, you know, we came to town and we said we're only going to make our relationships at least lifestyle friendly. That was our goal. Right, because when we took took a step back and looked at our life while we were there and said, if we could prove upon anything, what would it be? And it would to form more of those types of relationships that allowed us to be our more true authentic selves yeah. because it, we did feel like we were reserved in the, some of those vanilla relationships. And they, there were a handful that were very open and, and knew about us and were still very supportive, but it was not very common. And we didn't really feel like we had to tell or come out to the to the rest of them because i mean mm-hmm. it's a small community up there very and it was either run for mayor or leave right at, point, <laughs> at that so. point I mean, it was either that or you were gonna have a cult i wasn't really sure what the fuck was gonna happen <laughs> well um, i i think that that's holding. something that we're pointing out here at the beginning of this because first things first this is not something that everybody can do 
All right, if you live in the town you learn to walk in, it's going to be hard to abandon those lifelong vanilla relationships and just start over. It's not easy to do. And that's what we did, which enabled us to make this change in our core circle of friends. Exactly. We said, hey, this could be an opportunity for us. And not that we're necessarily wiping the slate clean, but writing who we are in this new community and and taking the reins and, uh, you know, building our own narrative instead of letting the narrative happen to us. Exactly. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, it's telling your story instead of letting your story tell you. So, and in some of the dialogue and other conversations I've seen, um, even on social media and, and other like forums and stuff, sometimes there's there's two different beliefs as far as how lifestyle relationships are looked at. Um, some people, you know, criticize others to define themselves, but the lifestyle friendships and, and circles that they, you know, primarily or only operate in. Or people stay away and, and say, hey, this is only sex for us and, and we don't need a relationship from you guys. We have vanilla friends for that. And I find that a little strange that there's some polarizing conversation out there because so many people we run into seem to have a similar school of thought, maybe not exactly the same, yeah. but, but similar where they like having a friendship with the people that they potentially maybe might have sex with, but it's not required. I, I do think we've seen a lot more of that, and we're certainly going to talk about that as we dig into this a little bit. But I do find it a little bit off-putting when I see somebody's profile. And there's a lot of things that are off-putting to me because I'm kind of an asshole. But uh, I do think that one of the ones that really kind of rubs me the wrong way is when they say, we all know what we're here for. We don't need to be your friends. We're not going to have endless conversation. So let's just get to the bedroom stuff. You know, And I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want that from your wife, and I don't want that for my wife. Okay. But you know what? On the flip side of that coin, thanks for letting me know right out of the gate that I don't have to read any further into your kinks, likes, and dislikes. You know, thanks for putting it at the very yeah, top. I don't have to care what you like. Well, you know what? And that's that's just a hard pass, and we shouldn't yuck somebody else's yum. Not at all. It just puts me off, and it turns me in the other direction. It, I'm not yucking it at it, all. It does. You do you. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm very libertarian when it comes to sex. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fascinated by it. I, I, again, would love to learn more about the psyche behind how they operate um, with those objectives just because it's different. And I like learning. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I like I'm good with it. learning more about people. But let's kind of, well, because yeah, we're going to get into the wrong stuff here in the wrong order. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, sorry. So what brought us, in your opinion, to the decision when we were leaving the North, we came to Florida, what made us go, we want to prioritize lifestyle relationships? And lifestyle-friendly relationships for you, from your perspective. I think I'm with you on this one because we've talked about it before. We kind of felt like we were hiding, like we were being, we felt a little repressed. Mm -hmm. And because those relationships there were predominantly vanilla. And so, like, I always felt like I had to have a filter or mask on in in a lot of situations. And it was more so to protect them than it was to protect me in a lot of cases. You know, I didn't want to be offensive. Like, I have a potty mouth. Um, You know, I'm not very ladylike in some situations i always try to carry myself with you know class and etiquette you know but at the same time i'll tell a dirty joke like nobody's business and i, I kind of love this. your sailor mouth i can't have my fucking dirty ass sailor mouth um i kind of carried myself in those situations but then you take into account the small community and the price our kids could pay for that at the time i, I definitely didn't want to pass any of that on to them because i felt emboldened to say you know you know fuck societal standards here i am and here's who i am yeah, which is what we do today. But you know, it's funny. We you talk a lot about less that. consequence though. Well, that's yeah. true. We have nearly now. none. Our kids are all older now. But 
and we're not that old. We just had kids young. But the point, I feel like I need to say that just in case, you know, any other young, beautiful Yeah, we weren't old enough to buy booze Yeah, <laughs> when we had true. our kids. Now, you know, for me, I, I struggled to answer this question back then. And it's what drove me to this position, which is if somebody doesn't really know me, how can they say they love me? And there were so many people in my circle that didn't know who I am and didn't know how I feel and they didn't know that part of me. And not that they needed to know it, but I had this fear that if they ever got to know that side of me, they wouldn't feel the same way about me anymore. That they would reject you. Is that what you were scared of? Yeah. Okay. So that brought this fear out in me that made me want to hide. And I didn't want to hide anymore. You know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, we were sick of the shame and no one was shaming us because no one knew really. I mean, some people did, but just the fear of shame. I remember we were at a vanilla party once and a group of people were discussing another friend of mine dressing like a slut is what they said. It was quotation marks. Oh, I bet it was women. It was a bunch of women talking about another woman. Fucking disgusting. And I remember after one of your first visits up, you had a pair of uh, Mm -hmm. damn near thigh high boots. They were like, you know, knee highs. They were literally boots with the fur. They were boots with the fur. Like, that's how long ago it was. And your boots were a subject of conversation because they were slutty. Yes. And I put that in quotes. And I was covered literally from my neck to my toes. Yeah. Completely covered. There wasn't an ounce. boots, because they didn't understand them or never seen them before were a topic of conversation. So most of the people talking were women who had long given up garnering their interest of anyone but their betrothed. But the statement that got me, that really kind of threw me off, was my husband doesn't need to see that. I'm like, bitch, yes, he does. What the fuck is up with that kind of mentality? Like, I, again, I know we're so far removed that sometimes looking at it from the other side of the looking glass, right, seems just as perplexing as the other. Well, I'm sure, you know, it's, I mean, as a man, I think that it's frustrating to hear, especially as somebody that tries to think about the other person's perspective before I get upset. Mm -hmm. And, but I still was like, what do you mean your husband doesn't need to see that? Have you, have you asked him? Have you talked to him about it? I don't even know what, what is a woman's perspective on that? Well, so, so much yes to all of that. When we were, you know, having conversations about this topic, like all I could think about is how, you know, the societal standards or, or maybe other women's experiences have built on that kind of attitude that they have towards each other, especially in the vanilla world. Now, maybe it's gotten a little bit better over time, but remember, I came from a dance community in the late thousands, <laughs> and uh, women are fucking brutal sometimes. Either they were your ride or die bitch or they were planning your demise. It was very black and white. There was no in-between, and there wasn't any understanding of support, and especially in regards to sex. Like, society teaches that it's shameful. You're not supposed to want it or desire it. It's just supposed to be this mechanical operation that you do in order to procreate. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're, we're breaking some of those boundaries. But I think it puts women in this box that once they're in this monogamous relationship that, you know, the you you basically die except for that, that other human you're with that you live in this box together now. Sure. And it's, it's befuddling to me. And anything that threatens that box is exactly that. They see it as a threat, and it's almost like a pack of, like, you know, female lions that they huddle together to protect, you know, the young and and whatnot. Or, you know, and then they actually start hunting together on that fact. Yeah, because if you're identified outside that pack as a threat, 
They will actually hunt you. You'll have the scarlet it's S on your chest. Fucking bizarre behavior. Where on the flip side of that equation, in the lifestyle, I found that women actually do have the ability to be supportive and cheer you on. And kind. And, and kind. And it, it's not a prerequisite or a requirement, but I, you see it a lot more often. And it's almost like if if that alignment doesn't exist, they just kind of move on and it's, it's a non-issue. And it's not 100% guarantee. It's just a lot more civilized yeah. over here. I don't know why in that moment you said the word guarantee and all I heard was that old cooking show, Justin Wilson, I guarantee. <laughs> That's all I heard. I don't know why. I haven't watched Besides, his dead ass in a long time. But you time. know what? Do we think we still have that Cajun Creole from the couple we met while we were oh, in yeah. Austin. I think I, some of that still. I think they there. were the swinging Cajuns. They were, they were, I don't, I don't know. I can't call them by their names right now, but I hope I didn't get them wrong. I know, I know they're Raging Cajun fans and they they did not do well this weekend. Lafayette did not do well against Texas. Sorry. They had a good first half. The second half did not go their way. Yeah. And be be prepared for us to talk a lot about SEC football. I'm just throwing that out there, y'all. Oh, come on. Fuck the SEC. Clemson got robbed. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, you know, I do think... And what we're not doing, we're not advocating coming out here, guys. We're just kind of talking about why we prioritize lifestyle friendships. And in my vanilla friendships, I really felt like we were living our lives with one arm tied behind our back. Yeah, and and that's actually a great analogy, you know. um... I mean, we went to a toy store, and I think I still felt living in Florida, I felt weird about telling some of our friends up there that I've known for 30 years. I did. I about... Shit, my pants the first time I heard you say that in public, and then I stopped for a second, and I went, you know what? Who cares? That's it. That was a willful decision that I made that I'm going to stop hiding. If you don't want to be our friend because we own a sex toy store, then you've got something wrong with you. If I said I sold radios, no one would be shocked. No issues. Matter of fact, people would just want me to put radios in for free. The difference is now when I say I sell rubber dicks, people ask me for a discount on rubber dicks, and we have positive conversations about sexuality. You know, I love that, but, you know, call, call me on my bullshit here. I was present. During that first time I saw you have a conversation with someone who was vanilla that we owned a toy store and you saw the panic oh, in I did. my eyes and you didn't stop and you were like, you gave me the look like, trust me, I know what I'm doing. And I'm over here like, trust me, I'm going to kick your ass as soon as this is done because I'm freaking out because I was so concerned about the judgment. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that was just because of the the connection to sex in the conversation because most people find it taboo and don't accept it or Maybe I doubled down because I'm also a girl, and if I'm tied to it, then it's extra judgmental. Well, I think, and I think taxing. people also have a bit of a a radar for people that aren't confident or convicted in their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I talk about our lifestyle and our store and our kids and our lives, I speak with conviction because I believe in my heart and soul that our sex positivity and our lifestyle and the things that we try to do for this community help people. I think we're trying our best to make it a little bit easier to just get by not being just like everybody else. That's why we do this show for you guys. That's why we do the store for you guys. We do all these things to make, just let you know, you're not fucking alone. And this episode is about making friends that make you feel like you're not alone. Yeah. We've talked a lot about finding your tribe. Yeah. But I think it's very important. I mean, every humans need a sense of community. Mm-hmm. They need a tribe. They need um, a, a congregation at times. Yeah. You know? Or just somebody to bitch to. 
Someone to re- we we live in relation to something else constantly. Everything we talk about, discuss, think about is in relation from point A to point B. Yeah. Every single fucking time. And it's really it's really wonderful from my perspective to have that in my life as a whole, including sex, including lifestyle, including being a parent and a professional and all the other things that happen. And it's really great when I can talk about all of those in the same sentence sure. or the same conversation. Well, the same sentence maybe actually would be a little challenging. <laughs> right. But. Well, I can tell you that, you know, some of my friendships, and I'll name two off the top of my head who are easy people for me to name, uh, one of which is Jay from Average Swingers and the other is Dave from Double Date Nation. You know, I can honestly and genuinely and truly say those guys are dear friends to me. Both of them are. And, of course, their lifestyle. But I will tell you that nine-tenths of the conversations we have aren't lifestyle at all. They're just about random shit in life. But it can be about anything. And I think that's my favorite part because you and I have talked about this before. The lifestyle is not a hobby for us. No, it's definitely more... It's... It's a sec- It's an orientation. It's who we are. Yeah, yeah, it's an orientation. It's we are this way. If I get hit by a bus tomorrow, you're not going to stop being lifestyle. No, I think, I think I need that autonomy and that inherent that in, that next level of love. Yeah, it's really hard for me to not look at what you and I have as a couple, and not identify that that next level or another depth to love that we formed over being in the lifestyle. And maybe that's unique to us. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. But I, I, I would want, if I had an opportunity to have that again, and you better not get fucking hit by a bus. I but do I would, try to stay out of I, traffic. I would want that. I would want that. And I would, would want to share that with somebody else. I'd almost feel like I need to enlighten them and, and share that part of me with them if I truly cared that deeply for them. Yeah, I I... I you know, I think so many times in so many places, so many content creators in any space equate the lifestyle to sex. They equate the lifestyle to who you're fucking that you're not married to. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it that way. I see the lifestyle as I know where the door to Narnia is. And if you want in, well, you're just going to. And by the way, I realize that is a religious fucking book. And I did that. On it purpose. is. Oh, my gosh. I'm over here going, ooh, C.S. Lewis is turning over in his grave. It's not the first time I've made him turn over yeah. his grave. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, they were my favorite books when I was a kid. Pro tip, fun fact about Mickey. Anyway, uh, but what I can tell you is from my relationships, not from the relationships I had. And this is not dogging on y'all's vanilla relationships. From my new relationships, I wanted to establish from the beginning that we wanted more. We wanted more fun. We wanted more laughs. Maybe more sex, but maybe we wanted a little less too. Yeah, definitely less. I mean, the less hiding, less shame, those absolutely came to mind. Um, I, we wanted to, you know, drop the that persona a little bit and be our, our most authentic self. Yeah, there's no but persona with us. And, and you know, I think less, some of you that have gotten to hang out with us, yeah. and, and let me rephrase that, some of you that we've gotten to hang out with, because that's how we feel when we get to meet you guys. 100%. And, you know, I think what we found is there's no persona. You find that when you hang out with us, too. This is the same, right? What yeah. you're listening to right now, you might as well be in the room. We don't change. Yeah. But the other side of it is less guilt. Like you said, one arm tied behind your back. Like there's this... 
this dirty little secret or this this part of me that's a big part of me but that I can't I can't let you in on because it's you wouldn't approve. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with one of my best vanilla friends from up there and he and his wife have been extremely supportive of who we are for a long time. They knew early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did ask me once, uh, we were on a Jeep ride. He was one of my Jeeper friends. And he said, why didn't you tell me about this earlier? He says, you didn't think that, you know, it, we'd be okay with it. We knew other people that were this way and you never said anything. And I said, I never said anything because there were so many people mocking them that I really just didn't want to open the door. And he looked at me and said, well, you never heard me do it. It's an excellent point. And I and know he was right. He's a hundred percent right. But it does feel like Pandora's box. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. yeah, it's hard to have that trust. And that's why building those new friendships and, and prioritizing those lifestyle friendships were a really good idea for us. But it didn't go so hot at first. For yeah. Us. So how did, let me ask you this. How did it go when we, we first moved? friends for 18 fucking months. <laughs> I had a reputation around this neighborhood, though. Oh, Jesus. you did. No question about it. I oh, mean, that was fun. Well, and because the show had started at that point. Yeah. And one of our neighbors does embroidery, so we let them in. We, we let went. Them in. We went. Okay, here goes nothing. We're we're rewriting our our narrative here, or we're we're going to do this differently. And we told them. Yeah, and, and you know what? They were pretty cool about it. They, they said, actually, we don't judge. They were actually cool. They had some questions, and I'm sh- I think they still do. They still owe us an episode. Yeah, we're actually going to do an episode with them just because it'll be fun. But I think the funny part about it was. And we, we were like, cool, you don't judge. But what we didn't ask them is, can you keep your mouth shut? <laughs> <laughs> so all the women in the neighborhood, I think, down Ellie about is us. a whore, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And she so. will, she's coming for your man. That's okay. I'll wear that scarlet letter. I don't know. There are a couple guys in the neighborhood that you'd come for their man. Uh, One in particular. You know what? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. They live across the lake. Yeah, you got a thing for firefighters. I do. I know you do. It's okay. It's, it's okay. It's my weakness. That's my kryptonite. I will say that we explained ourselves more than we thought we'd have to, uh, especially as we made new friends, right? Because you, we went out on SDC, SLS, Cassidy at the time. Double Date Nation wasn't a thing at the time. And we started the conversations. Like, we're looking for friendship outside yeah. of the bedroom, too. If you, We want to be able to party with you. Sure. I actually think we were a little excitable because we were very interested in this new venture. So you want to be my friend? You want to be my friend? Here's all about me. And we may have intimidated and scared a few people away. Want to trade Pokemon cards? Yeah. <laughs> that's from the Burt Kreischer it is. bit, isn't it? Want to trade? Want to trade? trade? Want to trade? trade? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, well, I think what we establish is we don't have to fuck people to love hanging around them. I mean, I think you guys know that. Obviously, the name is Casual Swinger. We're casual for a reason. But I I think we don't fuck most of the lifestyle people we hang out with. And it's nothing against them. They're all sexy as shit. It just, it isn't our priority, I think. No, I think for us, and God, maybe this makes, makes us terrible swingers. You're a horrible swinger. I just want you to know. <laughs> I'm a very good whore, though. <laughs> um, I, that sex isn't the number one priority for us. And if if sex happens, I mean, and it's natural and organic, that's great. And yet we're very sexual human beings. I mean, we could fuck twice a day, every day, and maybe not even each other. Like, that's how you and I uh-huh, are built. 100%. But it, it doesn't have to be part of the relationship with another couple. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I know that we maybe either confused or offended a couple of people. I remember in Hito, we brought down a bunch of T-shirts 
I don't know, it's like three or four years ago. And they said, keep it casual. Yeah. And we were just trying to be cute, you know, kind of play off the casual name a little bit. Oh, and I yeah. remember this one lady comes up to me and goes, I don't want that shirt. We're not casual. We're hardcore swingers. We want to fuck as much as possible. Okay. I was like, cool. All right, don't wear my shirt. Like, stop, like, breathing your breath in my grill. Yeah. Like, she well, was upset. Like, yeah. she was hot about it. Yeah. Some people were very, are very offended or maybe even off put by that. And you know what? Fair. It, it's not your bag. And that's totally cool, man. I get it. You know, some some people are very polarizing in how they address the, the lifestyle. Yeah. And that's even fucking okay. Well, that's totally fine. But I think it, it's very confusing for some as well. Yeah, but what I didn't get is why does me wanting to be casual about it and wanting to be friends mean I don't want to fuck? Because that's not true. right? There's plenty of people out there where I'm like, look, I would absolutely love to share sexual experiences with you, but I also need a little more. And I want a little more. I want it to be fun and friendly and... I want to keep those friendships because I feel like for whatever reason, especially at Hedo, they're more visceral. They're more real. They, they matter. And I think that's really what started to bring our tribe together that we've really started to build down here. Yeah. And, you know, to be brutally honest, when we first started down this road, you know, I'm, I'm walking around like a, you know, like a, I'm, I'm blind, mm -hmm. right? And I'm trying to feel my way through the darkness and, and find the walls and the doors and the windows. And From the window to the wall? <laughs> from the window to the wall yes sir here to help uh-huh here all week try the veal gosh that's an old one okay enough womp, 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 womp. where's your <laughs> fucking button now bitch <laughs> <laughs> so anyway like i was saying i feel like um that methodology we actually i i tried early on like oh okay they're interesting enough i'm i'm laughing and i find them attractive and and we've went down there and the, and the sex was good it was good but it wasn't great. Mm -hmm. And the first time we had a deep, like a, a real legit connection with someone, when we had sex with them, it was like, oh dear God, that was fucking fireworks for me. Hey, you know what? It's been a few episodes since we mentioned Iowa, speaking of. <laughs> so. Boom. There I it was. Think, I think that's when the methodology really hit me that, you know, yeah, I could go out and have sex with somebody. We, they made themselves available when we clicked well enough. But when we really fucking click and there's that four-way connection or that even one-on-one -on -one connection in a hot wife situation, the sex is fucking amazing. And once you've had amazing, it's really hard to go. You know what I could use in my life? Some mediocre. Yes. I really want that mediocre sex. Can't wait to have and it. And I, I feel so guilty saying that, that there's a part of me going, fuck, that makes me sound like a pretentious little shit. But you know what? I'm not... I. I I like the great sex. I'd rather have great, amazing firework sex a handful of times a year versus mediocre or okay sex every other weekend. Okay. So you're and saying you're a pretentious little shit. I got it. So I'm a pretentious little... It's my birthday month. You can't be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let me ask you this. Does this make our social life only lifestyle? Are we social snobs? Does this stop us from making vanilla friends in your opinion? And then I'll give you mine. Um, no, absolutely not. I think, you know, we've using the, I keep saying methodology. I need another word because I tend to repeat the same fucking one every episode. Once People I are used to it, to it. This is our 71st episode. I apply the same strategy <laughs> to the vanilla people that we meet that I find a connection with. I just, you know, it's a, kind of a screening process. I, I, 
I'm trying to be more like you, honestly. I'm putting it out there. Oh. And making and if they really want to be my friend, they've accepted me. Yeah. They don't make me feel guilty. And it's, it's not even acceptance or tolerance. They just go, okay, cool. That doesn't fucking matter. I like who you are. Yeah. You know, I, I think in my case, uh, it doesn't stop us from making vanilla friends. I just don't think we really, uh, I don't know. We don't prioritize spending time with them, right? Because it, now there is a glaring exception. Yes. Anything involving kids. Yes. So a hundred percent. Yeah. So Come we on, get invited not... to our friends, kids, birthday yeah. party, pool party, whatever. Yeah. We're not going to show up, you know, wearing G strings and, you know, uh, no, we do know how to act right or something. Let, let's, let's put that out there. We know how to act right. Given the circumstance. Exactly. We weren't, we're not. Yeah. Socially but, inept, you know, in those circumstances. Sure. But generally speaking, you know, if somebody's like, Hey, we're going on an eight person date night. Uh, let's all go out and dance naughty. Nah, we'll skip that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've had this conversation before because like a vanilla, like I'm going to dance naughty. I look like I'm looking to pay my fucking rent tonight yeah, in comparison. <laughs> I love how you dance, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if but, only the tips proved it. Oh, I think you've had plenty of tips. Just the tip. <laughs> right. Well, so do you think that this decision to prioritize lifestyle friendships, relationships, sex positive friendships and relationships, has this changed how we interact with the peripheral people in our lives, the the other people that we deal with and aren't necessarily friends? Yes, yes, yes. And Are you talking so about our doctor yes. that squeezed your tits today? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I think we should probably talk about that. Yeah, I don't think we should. Because I okay. don't want to get them in trouble. All right. Okay. Because I don't know if they're going to tell their <laughs> significant other. Well, you had two doctors squeeze your tits I today. I actually <laughs> did have two MDs and one, you know, uh, yeah, two doctors squeezed my boobs today. Yeah. And I had to make one of them honk it. Like, feel it. It feels real. Like, I, I'm so impressed with the outcome and the potential outcome. I'm, I'm four weeks post-op and you keep asking me if I wish I had done this sooner and my answer is no emotionally I was prepared for it now but I'm so happy I did this for myself I'm not the kind of person that that takes the the time or the money to do things like this um but yes I had two doctors squeeze my boobs today and I'm very happy about it but, what was your question again well we're gonna go with the actual question because now you're just talking about your titties but when we talk about doctors in particular yes. did yeah. your sex positivity our lifestyle journey are op being open with our friends and just living a more open life, did it change how you talk to your doctors in general? Yes, yes. It does leave them a few of them kind of confused at times, and so I have switched doctors mm -hmm. um, a couple times since we lived here because they, they just can't accept or wrap their head around the, non the, the ethical, consensual, non-monogamy life that we lead because it's not something they maybe have been exposed to, and that's fine. If you don't get it, everything's a key party. Right. right. Everybody's, you know, fucking under an overpass. Right. And, you know, I, I need them to account for who I am and how I live my life. It's no different being a, you know, um, is, is if I, you know, I, I quit smoking, for mm -hmm. example, to take that into account. Right. As as you look at me as your patient and having an, an investment in my my well-being as a whole, mentally, physically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it definitely has changed. I think it, I it, for me in doctor. particular, right, living that sex positive lifestyle, living out in the open, 
being out in the open. I mean, I wear casual swinger and casual toy shirts like all the time. Sure. And you know what I think what it's done for me in terms of dealing with doctors is I just don't even think about being ashamed anymore. I don't even think about hiding who I am. It just is. Yeah. And I, I and love those friendships help me do that. Yeah. Well, and I also think in my head now it was required, especially in the small town we lived in before, I was super hesitant to the point that I went out of town, way out of my way to go get my um, STI test. Oh, yeah. Well, you wanted to swing as far from the town we lived in as possible. Hours and hours away. We we drove literally a minimum of two, two and a half hours away. We never touched within that circle. We never shot where we ate. Well, and then the one time we did, like one of our kids' friends found us and hit on us. Oh, so that my was God. Pretty funny, in my work. That's it another was, story for yeah, another time. Anyway, but. but like even our accountant. Oh, dude, Gabe's and awesome. the bankers. Yeah. We were, because I mean, we're, we're, we're business owners. Yeah. And it's a sexually oriented business. Yeah. And he's amazing. He doesn't give a fuck. None. Zero fucks to give. He asked me a hundred thousand questions every time we go in there and all of them are positive and supportive. Yeah. And you know what? The fact that they just don't have an opinion is fine with me too. Like, Oh, he thinks it's the coolest thing in the world. And you know what he says? He says the same thing every guy always says. My wife would never do that, but man, I so would. Like every, so every vanilla I ever talk to, if it's female or male, it's my significant other would never do that, but so I would. kind of think with the male ego, they feel like they're compelled to say that. I don't know. Whether they mean it or not. I don't know. I mean, it is a mind fuck the first time you do it, so maybe. Uh, I don't know. But what about what about our children and family? I well, for me certainly. I mean, I've always been pretty open, but and we've always been open with our kids and honest with our kids. We didn't like wave it in their face or anything. Uh, but you know, when they figured it out, they asked, and we were honest, and they went excellent. We're not going to ask about that anymore, <laughs> except the one. The one was like, "Let me bring you all my friends, and you can do sex education." And we're like, "Get yeah, no." Yeah, that got old quick. Yeah, so my middle kid, which is the daughter, it's the female. She absolutely uh, sends her friends for sex advice, sends her friends for sex toys, and what I tell them is, "Come back when you're an adult." You know what, though? Well, they're adults now. But, she's always yeah. been the most gregarious, but also the most obviously maternal. And I kind of, at this point, looking back, I love that about her. Yeah. But I you know really what it do. is, though? And because before she knew this about us, and I but will she say she also this, likes making people visibly uncomfortable. Oh, she, lo- she gets she off on it. She loves it. it. Uh, but what I can tell you about this is before we were open with our kids about this, she still sent her friends to me for help whenever maybe they didn't have a good relationship with their parents or maybe their dad wasn't in the picture and they needed dad advice. She would send her friends to me. You know what I love about that statement is it shows me what a great dad you were to her. That's my job. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. That's what I was born to do. I'm just saying. She she looked at you and went, I have one that's fucking awesome. I'm going to share him with the world. <laughs> Except when I first came to the picture, she was like, no bitch. Well, she wanted you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> she was not willing to share with you. All right, well, let's kind of bring this thing to a head because we're almost to the hour here. Are we really? We are. This thing fucking flew by. I know. But what are we really trying to say? It sounds like you're trying to say you're better than everybody else. Oh, eat my ass. That's definitely not what I'm trying to say. I'm your wife. I will absolutely do that. Be careful what you ask for. Please? Get some. No, I think what we're trying to say is that, you know, when we came to Florida... And started making new friendships. We decided that our lifestyle is the lifestyle. And I'm going to say that again. Our lifestyle is the lifestyle. That means our closest friends oftentimes share this aspect of their lives with us. But at a bare minimum, they're comfortable with it and how we live our lives. And they never make us feel like we have to apologize for who we are. You know what? And that's actually no apologies, period, right? That's a statement we made 
when we move down here. We don't want to feel like we need to apologize for who we are. We try to be good people. And if we cross the line, we ever offend anybody, you know, I, I accidentally make an off-color joke. That, a 100% I'll apologize for. That's not what we mean right here. I don't want to apologize for having the lifestyle be part of who I am. I, I don't want that to tell someone to have permission to judge me as a parent or as a wife or as a sister or as a daughter because of it or as an employee. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, honestly, it's not about sex. We've grown to a point where we choose not to live our lives in the presence of intolerance or judgment or the ridicule of others, whether it be racism, sexism, politics, religion, or any judgment of other sexual preferences. We just walk the other way. There's no sense in trying to change people at this stage in their lives. Just move the fuck on. Yeah, I think we live by the process of um, elimination or omission. Yeah. No reason to be negative. No reason to talk shit. Just walk away. No. And we're able to choose our tribe and our friends because they were so overwhelmingly positive. And every time we meet a new one, I think we feel the same way. We feel like we discovered fire. We're like, yes, another great couple. And there's just another member. And when we think about we, I love that now when we meet great couples, we can't wait to introduce them to everyone else in the tribe. Yes, and we're looking at you, introverts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we seem <laughs> yeah. to collect you, bitches. <laughs> but yes, you're absolutely right. I think we simply choose sex-positive, lifestyle-friendly folks to make them a part of our inner circle. And it's good. It's wonderful. And that's how you get a friend like me. <laughs> I don't know if you want a friend like me, though. I, yeah, I'd take two of you at the same time, if I'm possible. very affectionate. Yeah, Oh, I do need to be affectionated. Yeah. Is that a word? No. It is now. I just, affectionated. You make up a lot of words on this show, but I think people enjoy them. Okay. Anyway. Well, look, folks, we're not preaching. We're just kind of talking about how we did friendships when we moved down here to Florida, and I think a lot of people worry about that in their vanilla lives. And again, if you don't, you know, if you didn't move and leave everything behind from the place you learned how to walk, then it's going to be a little harder than what we went through. But I think it is worthwhile to build that side of your lives and, and prepare either to talk to the people that you know or to move on just for your own personal health. We enjoy it. I love having lifestyle friends. Yeah, maybe. And to each their own. And, yeah. and no guilt, no shame assigned to anyone who doesn't feel that way. And you know what? I fucking blame Jay and Angie for this episode. Because we were so, in the beginning... You remember you were just like, oh, we love you so much. And I think it made us really analyze why we value those relationships. I think it's exactly right. Going to see Jay and Angie in Austin is what gave us the impetus for this episode. So if you hated this episode, please write them. No, Average blame slingers. Jay. Yeah, blame yeah, Jay. Blame Jay. Jay not Angie. Definitely not, not Angie. Angie. It's her birthday. You can't blame her. It's Jay. Yeah. It, that it's piece our birthday of shit, month. It's all his fault. No, uh, seriously. it. You know, there is actually, before we close this thing out, which we're going to do here in about two seconds, there's one last rule I want to leave you guys with. We've talked about this before on the show, and it's very important, and it is a rule for a reason in the lifestyle. A hundred percent. Don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. Wrong rule. Oh, that's Church Carlin. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what are we gonna do with you? All right, the rule is very simple. Make swingers your friends. Never make your friends swingers. Dun, dun, dun. It is a rule. It is a casual swinger commandment. And the reason it's a commandment is when it works out, it works out unbelievably well. But the 99 times out of 100 that it goes badly, it is devastating. 
Yes. If that vanilla relationship matters to you, keep it vanilla because it's very difficult. You can't be somebody's Sherpa and their play partner at the same time. You can't bring Ooh, somebody That's in. a big commandment with us. Yes. Yeah. You, you're you one or the other. Pick one. Because if you're trying to be both, then when things go wrong, who do they blame? The person that gave them the advice in the first place. And that's a great way to lose a lifelong friend that you've known since you learned how to walk. You don't want to do that. Ask me how I know sometime over a drink. I'll tell you, I made the mistake in my youth and I miss that person very much to this day. But We will take that sour, sad little note and walk the fuck off. Mallory, you want to tell people how to find us? Yeah. Uh, so we are Casual Swinger Everywhere. You can find us at CasualSwinger.com. Feel free to send us a message at podcast at Casual Swinger. Look at us. Find us on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And you can also find us on the dating sites at Double Date Nation, Cassidy, SLS, and SDC. There you go, folks. This has been a friend like me. We'll catch you here in a couple of weeks back on another episode of Casual Swinger. Casual Swinger.